If you want to be the best, you must outwork the rest. It goes without saying. The greatest work harder than the rest. They train harder. They learn more. They put themselves through more pain, more failures, more no's, more rejections. If your opponent does 10, you do 11. If they do 11, you do 12. If they do 12, you do 13, 14, 15. Sure, some of the greatest have talent, but none of that talent would ever be realized as greatness if they didn't put in the work. On the other side, think of all those with little talent that have created magic with effort. Effort will get you whatever you want in life. Fighting spirit, that's what I'm talking about. That heart that you know is inside you, you just gotta let it out to keep going when life has you on the canvas. When everything seems to be conspiring to stop you, to hold you back, but you say no, you say not today. The strength to fight back, the heart to fight through challenges, and the determination to smash through unexpected obstacles. If you want more than most, you must work harder than most, work smarter than most, learn more than most, get up one more time, more than most. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and I'm extremely excited to be back today. We just did a fun episode, a walk in the park with Pop Buchanan, where I was talking about recovering out loud. Today, I want to talk about something dear to me, and I think that's very important for recovery, for life, for sobriety, For anyone that may be in active addiction, anyone that's coming out of, all of us coming out of the pandemic, and just overall humanity is the concept of fear. And this is something that grips us every day. And the reason why I wanted to cover this topic today was fear is one of those things that can either lead you to addiction, right? Because fear causes anxiety. Fear causes panic, and fear is usually a byproduct of extreme stress, maybe PTSD, and our imagination. But it's real, and it could affect us on so many different levels. And fear could also take us out of recovery and lead us back to relapse if we're in a prolonged state of fear. And a lot of us, including myself, deal with unnecessary fear or what I call unreasonable fear like fear from the imagination fear of what may go wrong or thinking too far into the future and being negative about your prospects of the future right and what could go um, either your way or may not go your way we kind of sometimes imagine the worst 
And this is a natural mechanism that our brains evolve with. Fear is very helpful in keeping us safe. But in our modern day culture, we don't have as many threats as we may have had thousands of years ago. Okay, so the best analogy you may hear is that we don't have saber-toothed tigers trying to kill us every day and dinosaurs. All right. Today, our fear can be activated or the fear response can be activated from something simple. Maybe the telephone rings. And for some reason, people have anxiety about the phone. Who's on the phone? Why is this person calling me? It could be, you know, you get an email from your job and it just activates fear because you, you know, you equate your job or work with stress and that stress activates anxiety. And then you have a fear of that anxiety. So you activate the fear response. But it could also be deeper than that. Sometimes fear stops us from living our life's purpose fear stops us from doing the right thing it stops us from going out there and really accomplishing the things that we were put on this earth to do the things that we were put here to do the services and the creative processes that we want to fulfill in our lives so in this episode i'm gonna do a couple of things i want to talk briefly about how fear affects the body i want to give you some techniques on how to handle fear and then I'm going to pass you guys over to a beautiful motivational speech from one of my favorite motivational speakers and business strategists, Les Brown. And in this motivational speech or talk, Les Brown talks about how to really realize your life purpose and how to deal with fear and put fear in this healthy perspective. Now, again, this is important. Because fear affects us in many ways. This is important because fear weakens our immune system. It can cause cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal problems such as ulcers, irritable bowel syndrome, and decreased fertility. It can also lead to accelerated aging and premature death. I definitely know how fear can affect us. And this is real. And, um... I'm just tired of it and I'm done. And I wanted to do this for you, myself, if anyone that may be listening to this, like if you're still in addiction and you're struggling and you're sitting in that dark place and you're afraid, if you're in active recovery and you're new to sobriety or even if you have a lot of time and you know you don't really know how to cope or you're having difficulty now and you're afraid you're anxious. You know, some of us are displaced from our jobs. You know, the country's opening back up. The world is opening back up from the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of us are fearful. What are we going to do? Are our jobs are going to be waiting for us? Do we have to start over? Some of us are really conditioned to being home now. With all of this time off, we can't imagine going back to a nine to five working for someone else. We have this taste of freedom and we really want to go for it. The way you capitalize on that is you can't be afraid of taking chances, going out on your own, and you cannot be afraid of failure. Failure is similar to relapse. It's part of the process in recovery. Failure and success is part of the process of achievement because 
you have to keep trying. You learn through trial and error, and you're able to reset yourself. So this is why I want to do this to put this in perspective. Another thing, each person may experience fear differently, but some of the common signs and symptoms include chest pains, chills, dry mouth, nausea, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, sweating, and trembling. Other effects, fear can lead to anxiety disorders, and this can cause other symptoms including headaches, muscle tension, insomnia, depression, social isolation. And if you have PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, you may experience flashbacks, reliving a traumatic experience over and over again. We know fear affects the central nervous system and through long-term anxiety and panic attacks it can cause your brain to release stress hormones on a regular basis and this can increase the frequency of symptoms such as headaches dizziness and depression we also know that fear can turn on what we call the parasympathetic response or the fight flight or freeze or the fight the fight run or freeze response right and the problem is if this is turned on too long because you're constantly in the state of fear it could really do it could really have damaging effects to your immune system your nervous system your brain your health it could make you age too fast it could make you feel crappy and then it could also activate a lot of autoimmune issues right if you're constantly in a fearful state your body can't heal in a fear state it can only heal in what we call the sympathetic state or the sympathetic response and that's the rest and digest so so when you're chilling, like we say, we Netflix and chilling, we just ate, our body's now resting and digesting, we're relaxing, we're not really thinking about too much, we're sleeping, we're getting ready to sleep, that's when your body is naturally healing, that's where the healing starts, if you're constantly preoccupied with a fear thought or something that you're afraid of or something that's really worrying you or bothering you it's gonna really interrupt that healing process and cause a lot of damage to the mind body and spirit connection so here's some tips on how to deal with fear and how to conquer fear i got i call this my 10 ways to fight your fears one take a time out it's impossible to think clearly when you're flooded with fear and anxiety, all right? So take a time out, right? Stop the thought. What I do sometimes is say, no, I'm not going to do this today, right? One real powerful trick is I stop and I start praying, right? And for the people that listen that's not necessarily religious or spiritual in that way, you could stop and meditate. Or you could stop and say, I'm not going to do this. And you could take 10 deep breaths because sometimes deep breathing, not sometimes deep breathing can deactivate the fear response. Right. So just taking some deep breaths, but take a time out. That's how you could stop or interrupt that fear process. Another thing is breathe through the panic. Right. Fear leads to anxiety. Anxiety leads to panic. You want to breathe through that. A lot of this has to do with our breathing. We forget to breathe or we breathe really shallow when we're in a state of fear and you want to take deep breathings where your um, belly expands and into your nose, out through your mouth, expand your diaphragm and get that deep, those deep breaths that slows down the rapid thoughts and it helps you to start to calm down. 
Okay, very important. Three, face your fears. Really look at them, examine them. We call this um, checking out or um, checking your inner critic, right? Or that inner voice or that thing in your mind that's constantly replaying the fear. Sometimes you have to take a time out, breathe and say, wait a minute, let me face this. Why am I really afraid, right? And the thing for me that's most important is action, being preemptive and um, hitting fear, be, being on the offense, right? Not always on the defense. Sometimes we're on the defense with fear. We're just holding it in. We're trying to, we're letting our brain take over. Sometimes it's saying, no, I'm going to strategize and figure out how to deal with this problem that's making me afraid. I'm going to strategize and try to put in perspective the thought that's, I'm a, that, that fearful thought that keeps replaying through my mind. It could be you're afraid of an ex. It could be you're afraid of failure. You could be afraid of losing your spouse. You could be afraid that someone may be cheating on you. You could be afraid that you failed. You could be afraid because you did something wrong and you can't explain it and you know, you know, the heat is going to come around and bite you in the butt, right? But you have to get up and say to yourself, all right, I have this time. Instead of me sitting here afraid, let me strategize. So I want you to think about strategy and how you could take whatever you're afraid of in that whole subject, whatever it is, and put it in perspective. Imagine the worst and then really think about is it really that bad? Now, in some cases, the worst could really be bad. Yes, I did something. I'm afraid that I'm going to get caught and I might have to do 25 years in prison. Or I did something. I'm afraid I'm going to get caught and I might lose my marriage or someone that I love. Or I did something and I feel like I'm being exposed. I'm going to be embarrassed. And a lot of this happens when we relapse in recovery. We're afraid to tell anyone because we we think that if people find out the whole world is going to collapse and people is going to be upset and ashamed. Now, there's a lot of disappointment associated to, with relapse, but keeping things in secrecy is not healthy. So imagine the worst that could happen and then try to strategize around that idea. The next thing is look at the evidence. Look at it. Like, what's the evidence of this fear? Why am I afraid? Look at it. Is this legitimate? Do I really, is this really going to happen? Is this a realistic expectation associated with this fear? Or am I just overthinking it, right? Think, look at the evidence, examine it, and really put it in this real perspective because you may be fearing something that's not real, right? You might just be blowing it up in your mind. Don't try to be perfect. Visualize a happy place. Talk about it. All right. Talking about your fear is extremely important, friends and family. That is one of the most critical things I think we could take away from this. You know, onboarding your fear. That's so powerful. And you usually could do this with someone you trust. Say, look, I'm dealing with something I, you know. You know it's fear when you can't breathe. You got that pain in your stomach and you, you feel sick. How you deal with that is you unboard it and unpack it and really talk to someone. Some people could use a therapist for this. Think about therapy. Think about um, seeing either a psychiatrist, a counselor, a therapist, or just calling a family or friend or someone you could confide in and say, let the fear out. Talking about it can be very therapeutic and healing and could get you back into a state of empowerment opposed to a state of fear.
Go back to the basics. Now, sometimes when we're afraid, our first instinct or we're in fear, we had too much anxiety. Our first instinct is I'm going to get effed up. You know, something bad happens. You go through a divorce. You lose a job. Right. Any type of loss, our brain registers registers that loss as grief. And that grief changes our brain, as we know, through neuroplasticity. But in that process, we could either that traumatic process, we could either grow from it and do healthy things or we could go back to our old behaviors and lose use drugs and alcohol and again this is a sober podcast this is sober is dope on pop you can and so you know we're promoting recovery so go back to the basics i'm gonna breathe i'm gonna really talk about this i'm gonna consult with either uh, uh a priest someone uh, a spiritual director in a family an elder someone i could trust i'm gonna really do the work but i'm not gonna use drugs and alcohol to deal with the fear because that's just taking the easy way out being a coward about it and i'm gonna say it i was one of those cowards i used to get drunk and high when i could had to do something really difficult Right. I used to get drunk. I used to polish off a bottle, then go take care of a problem. And I would usually make the problem worse. If I had to have a simple conversation with someone about something complicated or technical or deep, I would get drunk so I could face the person. And I wound up talking too much, over talking, slurring, crying, cursing them out. Now the problem is just worse. And they're like, you're an idiot, right? And I'm not doing this to insult anyone, but I was talking about myself. I was being an idiot. I was being a coward. But I learned from that. And in retrospect, I was just scared. And I was just in a state of fear. So go back to the basics, all right? That's so important. And lastly, reward yourself. After you examine the fear, you do your breathing, you go for it, do something nice for yourself, you know? Like, you know... Treat yourself to something. Sometimes rewarding yourself for conquering or dealing with your fear goes a long way. A few more tips to work through the fear is allow yourself to sit with the fear for two or three minutes at a time. Write down the things you are grateful for. Remind yourself that your anxiety is a storehouse of wisdom. Exercise is extremely good. Use humor to deflate your worst fears and appreciate your courage. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And just to reset for anyone listening, these are the things that I want you to look into if you're in a state of fear. If fear is holding you back, last but not least, my top, get a lot of sleep. If something in your life is dragging you down and it's keeping you up at night, if you don't deal with it, you're not going to be able to sleep. If you don't sleep, you're not going to be well. Get a lot of rest. Pray. Meditate. Meditation is one of the best things to calm down the nervous system. Prayer is also equally as effective to calming down the nervous system, right? Use affirmations, all right? So here's the affirmation. I'm a failure. Nothing ever works out for me. I'm always afraid. I really want to be better. I want to do big things in my life, but I can't. That's a negative affirmation. This is what the brain replays. This is those negative thoughts that we say. So what you do is you examine that and you go, no, I'm going to rewrite that. So write that down and you cross it out and you rewrite it. I have the strength and courage to excel. I can 
conquer my fear and realize my dreams. I am bigger than my fears. I'm powerful. I'm worthy. I deserve abundance. I deserve grace. I deserve greatness. And I will persevere. That's the correct statement. That's what you have to train your brain to recite on autopilot. Not the negative mind chatter that keeps us in a state of fear. So... I want to close with this, then I'm passing you on to the beautiful and amazing Les Brown so you can hear him eloquently speak on how to deal with this and how to put life in his perspective and how to conquer your dreams, right? But first and foremost, I want you all to remember why I'm doing this episode. I want you to excel beyond your recovery. Our recovery and sobriety is the foundation for us to be closer to our creative source, whatever made us. That's the universe, that's God, whatever you want to call him. It could be Allah, it could be Brahman, it could be source, it doesn't matter. Whatever made you and created you, whatever that is, intended for you to maximize this life in a beautiful, poetic way. Where you are happy, where you are abundant where you are free, where you are creative, and where you take part in the creative process of the living universe. And these are the things that addiction robs us of through fear. So if we conquer the fear and we deal with the anxiety in a healthy way instead of a toxic way, we can level up. So for those of you that's listening... Follow your dreams. Start that blog. Start that podcast. Start that company. Lose that weight. Whatever is holding you back. If you don't like the way you look, do something about it. If you don't like the way you feel, do something about it. If you don't like being broke, do something about it. Don't think about being broke. Think about being rich and let go of the fear and work your butt off to get to where you need to be. We're always one decision and one step away from realizing our true potential and our greatness. You're listening to Sober is Dope. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick fear's ass today, tomorrow, and yesterday. I'm passing you on. Enjoy the beautiful motivational talk from our friend and motivator, Les Brown. I'll catch you guys on the other side. What is it that gives your life a sense of meaning and purpose? Because once you find that, it puts you in your power place. See, if you know what your life work is, I encourage you to start working on it. If you can't do it all at one time, do just a little bit of it. And if you don't know what it is that you showed up to do, if you don't know why you're here, I encourage you to find out what your purpose is here. What is the meaning of your life? What will be different? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I've done that. I I remember coming from a friend of mine's funeral and I was reflecting on how much time I had left. And I went for a walk in a park thinking about this guy whose life was so promising. And I mean, he wasn't an old guy. He was quite young, in fact. And I thought about all of the things that he said he was going to do and he never got a chance to do those things. And I start thinking about my own life and how much time I had left to do the things that I would like to do. And at that time, I wasn't sure 
what my life purpose was, what my life's work was. I wasn't sure about it at that time. And I thought about it quite a lot. I had some idea, but I, I wasn't convinced and I don't think I felt worthy. I didn't believe that it could be me to do this kind of work that I'm doing right now. And I say to you that if you begin to take a conscious effort to find out what it is that you're supposed to do, I say that it can literally save your life. I said that it can literally save your life. 85% of the American public, according to recent studies, are going to jobs that they hate, working on jobs that do not challenge them. They get sick thinking about going. Because see, when you go to a job and, and you already know how far you can go, you can already see that proverbial glass ceiling. See, when you're going someplace and you already know how much you're going to make, you already know how far you can go, you're in a dead-end position. It erodes your self-esteem. It lowers your sense of yourself. It creates an inner turmoil. It creates an emptiness in you. So I say that your life is worth finding what it is that you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying find it and do just a little bit of it. Just start working at it just a little bit, but do find out what your work is and hold on to it and don't let your dream go. Don't let it go. See, and here's a, something else I want you to begin to look at. Why is it that most people don't pursue their dreams or don't do better than what they're doing if they're capable of doing it? I think that many of us don't go the next step because we don't know what to do yet. <laughs> and I say that, that the reason that we don't even explore the possibility of what to do is because subconsciously we don't believe that it can happen for us and we don't believe that we deserve it. So here's what I'm suggesting. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? So I'm saying that as you begin to look at where you want to go, if you want to make it today, and things are changing so fast you have to literally run to stand still. I'm saying that you've got to make some conscious effort to begin to work to develop you. Here's something else. Most people are not living their dreams because of fear, ladies and gentlemen. Fear, limited vision, and lack of self-esteem is what keep most people doing things they don't want to do. The same reason that people stay in relationships where they're abused or they're unhappy or it's unfulfilling. They can't see themselves beyond that relationship. They can't see themselves enjoying life without that person. They think that this is all that they can do. The same reason that people get stuck at a certain level in life. They can't see things being better for them. And they think that this is it and this is all they deserve. This is all they've ever seen. It's been passed on to them. And they think that this is it for them. Oh no, uh, looking what Dr. Blanton, Smiley Blanton, who is a colleague of Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, what he said about fear, he said, fear is the most subtle 
and destructive of all human diseases. Ladies and gentlemen, fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear put people in the hospital. Fear can age you. Fear, ladies and gentlemen, can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you're capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. And it seemed like you're in a hypnotic spell. And I ask you a question, what is the benefit? What's the benefit of allowing fear to hold you back? What's the benefit of giving up on yourself, of not stepping out on life and taking life on? What is the benefit for you? What's the plus in that? It's one of the things I had to ask myself. So I didn't want to make any mistakes. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to be perfect the first time I did something. It's not going to happen. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to hurt some folks' feelings. You're going to create some enemies. Whenever you decide that you want to begin to take life on, you've got to ask yourself, how long am I going to allow this to hold me back? I like what Zig Ziglar says. He said, fear is false evidence appearing real. That is an illusion that we create in our mind. It is a state of mind that can be changed. So let's look at how we can begin to take some steps to restructure that fear, to begin to expand our visions of ourselves, to begin to increase our self-esteem. Webster said that self-esteem means confidence and satisfaction in oneself. Look at your life right now. Whatever you've done up to this point in time, your life is working. Whatever you have produced, it came out of you as a result of the kind of person that you have become. It's a result of your choices. It's a result of your consciousness. Now you have to ask yourself, are you satisfied with what you have produced? Is this what you want? Would you like for things to be better than this? Do you believe that you deserve better than this? Or are you content? This is it. You don't have to do anything else. That you already resigned yourself in life and say, well, I'm happy. I'm not starving like the people in Calcutta. Are you allowing yourself to get off the hook like that? Or do you believe somewhere in the back of your mind or in your heart that there's some other great work for you to do? There's something else that life has for you. And that's why you're here. How do we handle this fear factor? How do we increase our self-esteem? You have to begin to fortify yourself. How do we do that? I believe that you have to begin to consciously monitor your inner conversation and start talking to yourself. Start building yourself up. Sometimes the only good things you will hear about you are the things that you say to you. So I'm saying learn to be your own booster. Start building yourself up. Start encouraging yourself. Start saying, I can do this. I can make this happen. When I started thinking about becoming a speaker, I said, yes, I can do this. I can make this happen. When I start trying to convince myself I can be a businessman after flopping and failing and losing thousands of dollars and feeling stupid and dumb and having people take advantage of me because of what I didn't know. I had to talk to myself because people were saying to me that I was dumb. And somewhere in the back of my mind I was saying, you're right, look at what I've done. I had to say, no, 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 Les. Hey, hey, come on, man, get yourself together. You can handle this. You just haven't figured it out yet. It's all right. This is your training period. This is the tuition you have to pay for what you don't know. You can do this. Other people have done it. It doesn't take an Einstein. 
Get you some people that can teach you some stuff that you don't know. Get you some people that have done it successfully and learn from them. Take some seminars, workshops, read some books on how to manage a business. Change the way you see yourself and begin to tend to the personal details. Understand that nobody's going to take care of your business better than you. And when I start changing that kind of mindset of beating myself up because of my mistakes, and start looking at the possibility of my doing better, of my making the adjustment that would enable me to do what I want to do successfully, things begin to change. And I say, stop beating up on yourself. You do do it. I know you do it. I've done it. It's a natural inclination for us to put ourselves down. See, we are born negative, I think, in a negative consciousness because we live in a negative world. Here's some other things, ladies and gentlemen. Begin to guard your mind against negative programming, like turn off the television, don't watch the news. So you've got to guard the kinds of things that you put in your mind. See, if you don't program your mind, your mind will be programmed because human beings are goal-oriented. That's why we die of broken hearts early. That's why we're running through life to early grades. We're going through life, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that Henry David Thoreau said that most men live in quiet desperation. Most of us go through life running scared. So we created this in our minds, false evidence appearing real. We made it real in our minds. That's why Churchill said there's nothing to fear but fear itself. That's the destructive monster. So. Turn off things that can contribute to your fear. Turn a deaf ear to people that all they can do is talk about how negative things are because they have bought into the consciousness of the world. Start attending workshops, seminars, listening to tapes on a daily basis to begin to recondition your mind, to retrain your thinking. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing, listen to things that can empower you, that can enable you to create a new reality for yourself, in a new life for yourself. You might appear to be strange around most people. You know, most people think you're strange if you're happy today. See, these people have not found their purpose in life. That's why they're grumpy. That's why they're miserable. That's why they're so negative. They're hurting and they want to hurt other people. So start practicing using programs for your mind seminars, books, workshops. Keep a journal. Record your thoughts. What's happening with you? Every day when you get up, have a journal near you. See, ladies and gentlemen, we get three to four thoughts a year that if we would act on those thoughts, they could change our life. What idea are you sitting on? Write your ideas down. And then, once you get that idea, take the leap. Take the leap. See, it's out here in the universe. If you don't take the plunge, I guarantee you, somebody else will. Take the plunge. Go into action. And ladies and gentlemen, you will be surprised at how things will come together. You'll be surprised. Now, you're going to have some difficult challenges. I can tell you that now. Be aware of that. Things are not going to work out exactly right. For a time, they will sometimes. And that's when life is just playing a game with you. Want you to feel good and relax. But ladies and gentlemen, go into action with your dream. And don't avoid where the fights are. Get in the midst of the fight. Get knocked down so you can learn how to fight so you can hold your position. See, most people don't get out in the arena of life because they don't want to fight. 
Most people don't get out there because they don't want to get knocked down. They don't want to be dropped to their knees. But see, you're going to be dropped whether you're on the field or whether or not you're sitting on the sidelines. You're going to be dropped. So at least get dropped for something. See, that's how most people are spectators in life. You don't want to be a spectator. You want to get out in the field where the action is. And you will be amazed. After the struggle, there will be a calm period and things will begin to click for you.